Rise and Live. This is University Christian Outreach's Rise and Live podcast, where our goal is to equip you to make campus-changing Bible studies. Today, I sit down with Brendan Murray to talk about how to multiply leaders. This is the key way to changing a campus through Bible studies. I'm your host, Travis Wiesenberg, and this is the Rise and Live podcast. Welcome back to the Running the Bible Study training series podcast with Travis Wiesenberg, per usual. This is Brendan Murray, my friend Brendan Murray. Hey, uh, everybody. How you doing, Brendan? Doing great, Travis. So, I mean, we're... I'll let you introduce the topic, but we're, we've already gone through through five podcasts, and you know we went through in the beginning talking about having a God-sized vision, and then we I interviewed Sarah Bergler talking about how do you how do you make bold invitations. Then we went to, over to Emily Stanowich talking about what's the environment look like, how can you create a winsome environment. Then we we had a stop with uh, Sean Fitzgerald, and, and we talked about how how to really preach the gospel in the context of the Bible study. And then we just we just had a conversation with David Dolson about having consistent follow up after and while you're preaching the gospel. So so what's next, man? I mean, it seems like those are the five things. What what could be next? I'm sure some people are like, all right, is this just a fluff, you know, episode? Are we just recapping, or or what are we doing here? No, that's a it's a great question. The the theme I'm so excited about this this last part. It's on multiplying missionaries. It's on multiplication. Mm. And uh, the reason, like, we're throwing this in here, the reason I think this is so important is we threw on this word, six keys to running a campus-changing Bible study. Mm. Well, if you get this last part, this is the way that your Bible study turns into a campus-changing Bible study. It's the word multiplication. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited as well. We were talking a little bit earlier and just seeing as this is this is the way yeah to change a campus we we talk about this as a staff team it's all about multiplying student leaders it's all about multiplying you guys listening to this podcast and i guess maybe just a quick question is why do you think this is the key to to changing a campus is this multiplying leaders why isn't it just well you know let's just go out and like have a bible study or have a a large group event where it's five thousand people and we just keep growing that kind of that kind of model. Why do you think this is what God, God has led us to in UCO? Yeah, good question. Well, I, I think, I mean, first of all, multiplication is like, is a biblical theme. Mm. Like God is not a God yeah, of addition. Yeah. He's a God of multiplication. The gospel is meant to go and go and go and grow and grow and grow. So God loves growth. And I think sometimes we're, we're scared to say that as Christians. Right. It's like, you know, no, God just wants you to be faithful, not fruitful. Well, God wants you to be faithful and fruitful. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. God, God wants this thing to grow. Uh, he wants his gospel to go out to all nations. That's very clear in the Bible. You can't get away from that. Right. Um, and, and Jesus' model, which I loved, was Jesus' model is I'm going to make disciples who are going to make disciples. Mm. That, that was his model. Right. And, and so I, I think that's just so effective. I think... What we want is not just one person who is a great preacher and he starts this amazing ministry and every week thousands come to hear this one guy preach. Mm -hmm. I think what's more effective and honestly, in some ways, more of the biblical example is, can I create a whole bunch of missionaries who are equipped to share the gospel with their friends, their roommates, uh, students, uh, whatever? Yeah, I I agree. And I've seen that just in my short time on staff and as a student is that's that's really what works is is individual disciples stepping into the calling that God's given them. Let me just throw just a question out there. Do you think 
do you think every student in UCO has the potential to be uh, a, you know, a student missionary, someone who then goes and, and looks to multiply other leaders? Yeah. I think the answer is absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I do believe that we're all called to be part of a mission. Now, certainly people are going to have different giftings in that. Some people are going to be great at, at one part of that. Some people are going to be gifted in other parts of mission. Mm-hmm. But I, I think every single student can be a missionary and can God can use by the power of the Holy Spirit to to reach others for Christ absolutely what do you think I guess trying to think uh, just envisioning I, we talk a lot we've been talking a lot about campus changing Bible studies and what what do you think that looks like as far as like what you know is it one Bible study that multiplies and continues to multiply or what yeah what, what would you see as this is what I'm talking about here yeah yeah um, let's say you know I think there's a good mindset to have as a Bible study leader which is just like, I'm going to run a Bible study. I'm going to invite some people to it. And at the end of the year, I'm going to say like, wow, I made it. Like I actually ran a Bible study. People actually showed up and it was great. And it doesn't always happen. (laughs) It doesn't always happen. So, hey, in some ways I'd be like, that's awesome. Like applause, like good for you. Like you did it. Yeah. But I think there's another mindset that we can get to, which Mm -hmm. is not only am I going to, kind of run a good Bible study this year and have some people come through it and some people even come to know the Lord through it. Amazing. But I'm going to have people that come to my Bible study by the end of this year. They're not only going to have enjoyed being part of this Bible study. They're not only going to have encountered the Lord in this Bible study. They're going to be equipped and ready to start their own Bible studies in the year. So kind of like just to give the vision here, if you just just say you have like four guests who end up coming as consistent guests to your Bible study throughout the year. Well, what if those four guests were all equipped to start their own Bible studies the next year? Then, and you're starting another one too, now you got five new Bible studies mm-hmm. in the fall that are being launched. What if four new guests come to each of those Bible studies and they all start their own Bible studies? And we're, we're talking like pretty quick multiplication here. Yeah. So that's, that's part of the way I, I see it is if we can get at the very start, have a vision for... I'm not just going to try to run my, my, my successful Bible study, but I'm actually going to want this to be a campus changing. Even as a guest comes, I might not say this to them first thing, but I'm already thinking, man, I, I want to help raise this person up to run their own Bible study in the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes it's the difference between, you know, sometimes we get in this, the position as, as got the responsibility, the, the opportunity of running a Bible study, and we almost want to just get into a survival mode where it's like, let me just get you know, these six people, these six guests, and just hold them there. So it's like, all right, this is a fruitful Bible study. I'm doing my part in the mission, you know, praise God. Yeah, and, totally. But I think like there's so, there's such a bigger opportunity to where you get out of that mindset of like fear of failure to say, what can I, what in, in God can I shoot for to give him the most glory? And then you start looking at these things, like how can I change a campus in a Bible by starting with these group of men or these group of men and women? And you're just like, the, the doors come open and get blown off the hinges because all of a sudden you're, you're dreaming way bigger than you ever could have thought. Yeah. And, and that's great. Like, it starts with first, we first have to have this vision. Like, I want this Bible study to be beyond just a successful one. I want to multiply it. But, like, my question, and I think we want to talk about this today, is like, okay, that's that's a great vision. Yeah. How do we actually do that? Because that, that doesn't, doesn't just happen. That's right. No. How do we how do we do that? Yeah, I, th- I think that's the, that's the question is... Everybody, I hopefully everybody listening is like, yes, I want that to happen. Um, what do you What do you think is like one of the key first key things to happen to achieve this kind of Bible study? 
Well, I, I just broke them down into three goals. Yeah. Just because I, I just like simplicity classic, here. Classic yeah. preacher move. Yeah, just three three points here. Uh, and, and the first is power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. The second is delegate responsibility. And the third is envision and equip. And, and could we just like kind of go through them in that order? Yeah, let's do it. Power of the Holy Spirit. What yeah. are your thoughts? Power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, really, like our mission doesn't happen without the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So that, that, I think that's obvious, <laughs> but like maybe we don't always get that. You know, Jesus, uh, Acts 1, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes mm. on you. Don't go out on mission yet, but you're going to receive power to do mission. So if we want the, the guests attending our Bible studies to turn into ones who are really doing mission, we're going to need them to be equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And what I love about that is in UCO, we have a retreat every single year that's designed for exactly this, for people mm -hmm. to get baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it's called Fan into Flame Retreat. And so I think this is a, a very key point, even as you're looking at the calendar, for us to start to shift the mindset into, now I'm going... I'm starting to make some ground in terms of uh, raising up missionaries through this Bible study. Um, so, Trav, actually, like you had a, a great example of this with one of the Bible studies you led your senior year. Yeah, yeah. It was my senior year. It was me and uh, two other guys that I was leading a Bible study with at the time. And as we're getting closer to Fan to Flame, we're, we're obviously talking about it in our Bible study. We have... We have one of the guys who who went, one of the leaders. Uh, we picked this guy because he was actually very relatable to these guys. He was kind of closer to their level uh, um, in spirituality and some of the stuff and just relate really well. He shared his testimony of Fan and Flame and spoke very highly of it. And so now we're talking about, we'd go to the guys and we'd say, we wouldn't say, hey, are you interested in going to Fan and Flame? You know, of, of course they're interested. We're just going to assume that. We say, hey, who, who do you have any friends who'd want to come to this? Is there anybody you're thinking of inviting? So then we're just assuming, oh, this person's going and they're bringing someone, just putting that ball directly in their court. That is gold, man. Like, so <laughs> I, I want everyone who's listening to this, like, take a minute and just process what Trav said. So I, I normally we're thinking, like, how can I get the guest in my Bible study to come into Fan into Flame? That's yeah. a good mindset. You want to get goal. them there for yeah. sure. But next level thinking is like, how can I get my guests to bring a friend to fan into flame? Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume they're coming because we've been talking about it. So yep. do talk about it. Have someone share their testimony. Be intentional. Mm -hmm. But that that's just next level. I love it. And and so it worked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was especially with this one guy. I didn't even know he was he was going yet, but... Uh, we were we were just having a conversation about our other friend, and he just goes, "Yeah, we gotta like we gotta bring this guy too. We gotta bring our, our buddy Nick to fan the flame too. I'm I'm in." And I was like, "Great, yeah, let's." So now we're already strategizing before he's even received the Holy Spirit. He's already stepping into the mission. So I think we wait too long. We say like, "All right, this guy's got to go through fan the flames. Got to go through this right program." But it's there's a very basic thing where you just say, "All right, you've experienced something good." Why don't you ask your friends to come and, and experience that too? That people, the, most people can buy into if you give them the opportunity to do it. Yeah, that's that's great. Like when we say we can't do mission without the power of the Holy Spirit, that that's a hundred percent true. But but even Jesus like called his disciples to start doing some mission before they received the Holy Spirit in a big right. way. Like he called right. them two by two, go out. Yeah. And so there's a way that we can kind of, even before someone's come to fan the flame, even before, honestly, in a certain way, we were 100% sure they've even fully given their life to the Lord, we mm. can invite them in some of this mission so that they, they kind of capture that. So that, that's awesome. Definitely. So you had, you had people, uh, you had your guests already bringing guests. 
not just coming to Fan the Flame, but they're bringing us to Fan the Flame. Okay, Fan the Flame happens. People are blown up by the Holy Spirit. What happened after that? And yeah. this, I think, gets into our delegate responsibility. Exactly. And so one thing we did, so we have Fan the Flame. And again, you know, you want to testify to what the Lord's done. If you got somebody who's really encountered the Lord at Fan the Flame, work, you know, meet up with them one-on-one and help craft their Fan the Flame testimony. So, if, you know, one, they're telling all the Bible study, they're kind of updating the community that they're a part of. Maybe they weren't in the same small group on what God's done. And two, anybody who just unfortunately decided not to go are, are now thinking like, wow, like, you know, their faith is in- encouraged and they're thinking I should have went to that. And they're thinking I want what these guys have. And then after that, after you've kind of delegated the responsibility of testifying to, to what the Lord's done, I think you want to equip those students very quickly. We had... Uh, one guy who, you know, we're looking to, we asked, we, we approached him and said, we want you to lead a Bible study this next week. This is the, the, the Thursday after Fan the Flame weekend. Mm, how'd that conversation go? He was nervous because, you know, the third, so Fan the Flame, we had Bible studies on Thursday. Fan the Flame was Friday. This guy had been coming to Bible study uh, all year, one of my buddies. And this Thursday, he comes to Bible study right before Fan the Flame. And he just went to Rama, which is a bar in East Lansing. And he came, you know, he's... In his hockey jersey, he's a little sauced, and you know he's. And I end up taking him home before Bible study even gets there because he's just getting too rowdy, and we're like, and you know we end up having heart to heart, and he's essentially what was happening is just like spiritual attack, and he was you know scared to go to Fan of Flames, the biggest spiritual you know thing, step he'd ever taken. Wow. And so that's just, I mean, evidence that the devil does not want your friends to come to know God. Yeah. Um, but he goes, he perseveres, he, he goes to a fan of flame and, you know, gets blown up by the Lord's love, comes back, you know, still kind of like, I don't know if I'm worthy to do this. I We encouraged him, said, you can do this. We believe in you and believe that God can work through you. Leads a Bible study of around 20 people, biggest Bible study we had all year. It, we had a split groups, one upstairs, one downstairs. I was leading the upstairs one. He was leading the downstairs one. I take students home uh, who are who from that my group. I come back. I see all these cars here. I'm like, oh, what's going on? I go down the room, and three of the guys are just getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. All from this guy who who would have said, you know, I'm not I'm not capable. Who literally two weeks before that, what couldn't even be a participant in our Bible study was now equipped and sent through the power of the Holy Spirit and giving him an opportunity to share what God's done in his life. Oh my gosh. Like that's, I remember hearing about this night and just the excitement you guys had as we're having this like mini oh, yeah. revival meeting in a men's <laughs> household basement. Um, it, but that's, that's what can happen guys. One, if you just get students to fan into flame, mm-hmm. like we see it every year, yep. this people get blown up. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, if you're, able to take advantage of that grace like they did they may have just given their lives to jesus christ just received power of the holy spirit this isn't the time to like all right well take it easy for three weeks take a breather no like they're ready to go yeah so if we can give them mission really soon like i love that you did this the next week like Mm -hmm. the week right after fan into flame yeah and gave them okay like the holy spirit did something now i'm inviting you into mission so the sooner we can kind of delegate responsibility there it doesn't have to be crazy, right, no, Trev? Like, no. Like, what are some of the tasks you would think of delegating? Yeah, I, th- I think, like, testimony of sharing, you know, a fan of flame. That's a, that's a huge one because they're just sharing their experience. And you work with them to highlight the things that are really going to encourage other people's faith. But I think that's a that's a go-to for me. I think also 
working with them on leading a Bible study. And most of these people, they've been coming to your Bible study all year. They know what it looks like. Um, and they might be scared. They might be a little nervous, but that's a great time for you to come alongside them and, you know, say, let's, let's meet up like once before, before you do it, you can ask any questions and it gives them a chance to then, and then you, in that meeting, every time, you know, I'm meeting with somebody who's leading a Bible study, you, you, you prep them with mission questions. You say, Hey, who would, who would come to this Bible study just because you're leading it? And they're like, well, actually most of my friends probably wouldn't come to a Bible study, but because I'm leading it that they're actually more interested and it's just like you're in then you're encouraging you're giving them the vision to say that this is why we do that this is what can happen with your friend and that those are the two ways leading a bible study though and, and giving the testimony yeah two clear ways uh, I, w- I would just add one more maybe just encourage them to invite somebody to to the bible study like bring a friend maybe yeah. they haven't done that yet this semester mm-hmm. um but also uh maybe invite them to whatever large group your group is putting on or, or something else yeah the, the thing is that like what might seem like a minor thing for you for a new person is like could be a huge, huge bold yeah. step of faith and god's going to really use that so we always want to keep that in mind what, what was it like for you when you first invited someone somewhere you oh, know yeah. you were probably terrified mm-hmm. like so think of put yourselves in those shoes don't be afraid to call it out of them but mm-hmm. but also step alongside with them yeah and i and exactly i think that last part stepping alongside with them if you got somebody who's willing to to step into the mission with that boldness and because there's a trust in in like in God to help the person step into mission, but there's also a trust then in UCO in your chapter, and so if they're bringing somebody, that person is now your new best friend. Like you better be there, like just building a relationship as hard and as well as you can, and just working alongside that person to say, yeah, I'm in this with you. Let's let's get this person, your friend, to come to come to know God. Yeah. I mean, last part, a vision and envision and equip. What are you thinking for this part? I think we kind of touched yeah. a little bit on it, but yeah, we started to. But I, I guess I'm thinking more more big picture here. So you you've delegated some really specific responsibilities. You've done some envisioning. You've done some equipping. Mm-hmm. But this is more like very specifically. You want to get this person in a place where they can lead their own Bible study the next semester. Not two years from now, not three years from now, like the next semester, the fall kickoff, they're equipped to lead a Bible study with some friends. So I think there's some things you want to do to to help them get there. And one is just talking about mission a lot, like Mm -hmm. being alongside them, talking about the mission, sharing your God-sized vision with them, Mm -hmm. have that become their God-sized vision for, for the campus. And then just really practically, um, Campus Mission Academy, uh, any sort of summer mission training that, that you're doing, this is something you definitely want to get them to. Sometimes getting them on a retreat that's all about mission can can be the yeah. flame, the, can just stoke that in someone. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've heard time and time again, a student that came to, to CMA, Campus Mission Academy, something blew up in their heart and all of a sudden they, they wanted to go do mission more. So I, I think that's huge over the summer, try to give them a, an opportunity like that to get trained and to get equipped. How can you set them up to run their own Bible studies in, in the next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those the, those are some of the fun, most fun moments is you got guys who are already volunteer, the community that you guys have built, they've already encountered the Lord and you just, it, I mean, you just stop and you say, guys, what would happen to this campus if each one of us put everything into sharing the gospel and you know you just take a step back and you just paint that vision and, and they're all thinking about it and and all of a sudden they're just like wow we would be looking at a totally different campus okay. 
and then you just run from there. I think then you start lining them up and say like, all right, this is the steps that we can, how can we start today? How, you know, and then you go back to the responsibility, but you know, stealing away, having that conversation is what would this campus look like if we were all on fire, all in on spreading the word. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're coming to the very end of our time here, but yeah. just, just a word as you're, as you're closing on using these, these podcasts, maybe even reading the, the Bible study manual that we, we put out here and just getting ready for the year, this this can seem like a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like we did six podcasts. It's like, oh my gosh, how do I keep track of all of this? Right. Um, I just want to encourage you to to realize that discipleship, following Jesus, is a great adventure. Mm. And so, if we're coming into this with a mindset of like, well, oh, I guess I'm, I guess I have to do this because people are asking me to do this. Like that, that's not gonna, that's not gonna be helpful for you. Like. What you want to do is just pray and say, Lord, you want to use me this year? That's incredible. Mm. I might be nervous. I might feel unequipped, but I know I got the power of your Holy Spirit. You want to use me this year. Uh, I'm going to be used by you. And I'm telling you, if you give your life over to that for this year, just dive in all in on the mission. Uh, You are going to see so much fruit. You're going to encounter so much grace. It's going to be hard and it's going to be an adventure, but God's going to bring great fruit from it. So just wanted to leave that thought as you use these resources yeah it's a great thought it's a great closing thought the god of the universe who who created the whole world wants to use you this next year wants to use you to to reach other uh reach other ones of his children and what a privilege what a privilege that is so we hope that these these podcasts were were helpful and yeah god bless for for the rest of the year we we hope to to hear about many campus changing bible studies by the end of next year Final challenge, brothers and sisters, what is your plan to turn your attendees from your Bible study to be campus-changing disciple-makers by next fall? Take some time and come before the Lord and pray for these students and ask Him to give you the wisdom to envision and equip your friends to become campus-changing disciple-makers by this time next fall. Thank you all for listening to these podcasts, and I know that God wants to use you to bring his gospel to many college students this year. I've been your host, Travis Wiesenberg, and this has been the Rise and Live Podcast.